Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Isaiah 26b, Yeshayahu 26b. This is Saul Weinreb, your host for this podcast. This next verse, verse 11 in chapter 26, really should have been the end of the last podcast, as it is continuing in the theme of the previous one. We just read in the previous verse, Yuchan Rasha Bal Yilmad Tzedek, that when one gives mercy to the wicked, Rather than learning righteousness and becoming better, they become even more arrogant. And as other people learn integrity, they become more crooked, and that they will never become humble and admit the greatness of God. This next verse continues on that theme. God, when your hand is exalted, they still don't see. They still won't see your greatness. So because of this, they will see and they will be embarrassed when God takes revenge for his nation. They will, those of you that oppose God, those of you that are the enemies of God, will be consumed by flame, by fire. Now at this point, the tenor of the chapter changes to that of a prayer. It is a complicated prayer. Because it switches back and forth in perspectives from God speaking to his people Israel to the prophet sometimes the subject meaning when I say the subject I mean the people being punished this is also one of the most difficult chapters to translate and understand the meaning of Yeshayahu's message almost every commentator and every modern translator has different interpretations of many of these verses I'm going to do my best to explain this portion as clearly and consistently as I can and I will stay faithful to the meaning of the words and be consistent with my approach that I've taken until this point. One thing is pretty clear about this that pretty much everyone agrees on. That at least in the beginning, Ishayahu, Isaiah starts off as a prayer of the people of Israel to God. So it's clear that the second half of this chapter is a prayer, at least starts as, as a prayer between Israel and God. And as Ishayahu contemplates the feelings and the emotions involved in this prayer, he starts to flip back and forth to God speaking to Israel, to God's answers back and forth and so on. The prayer flips back and forth for between hope and, and, and more encouraging ideas to, to sadness and despair, similar to other passages that we've had until this point. So also, Ishayahu is leaving his universal vision, which we had in the first half of this chapter, or welcoming all of those that are faithful to God in the future times when everyone, not just the people of Israel, Ishayahu is focusing specifically on his own people, the people of Israel. So let's begin with verse 12. Adonai tishbot shalom aleinu. I'm sorry, I read it incorrectly. Tishbot shalom lanu. Kigam kol ma'asenu pa'alta lanu. After informing us of all of the suffering and destruction in the first half, now the Jewish people pray to God, God, please bring peace upon us. For everything we have been through, all of our actions you have done to us. The words of Kigam Kol Ma'asenu Pa'al Talanu are difficult to translate. I'm going with what many of the commentaries explain. That our sojourn, th our sojourn through exile and our suffering, everything is because you, God, have punished us for our deeds. So now, God... Just tishpot shalom aleinu. We just ask for peace. Please grant us peace. Adonai Eloheinu, 
V'alunu Adonim Zulasecha, Levad Bechonas Kirshemecha. We continue to pray, Lord our God, so many masters have possessed us and ruled us, ruled over us and caused us so much pain. But despite having all of those masters throughout our exile, it is still only you whose name we call to for help and salvation. We choose not to look to any of the other lords and masters and ask them to be the ones that save us. We always look towards you. All of those lords and masters are dead and they'll never come alive. The ones that are buried will never arise. This is because you have dealt with them and destroyed them and wiped out any mention of their memories. Here he takes some what of an encouraging note. You have added to the nation this of Israel. You have made it greater. You have added to this nation. You have given it honor. I'm choosing here the last few words to using the explanation of the Radak. While at the same time, you distanced them to the ends of the earth as you exiled the Jewish people among all of the nations. Ishayahu is mixing the great growth of the Jewish people in the exile with the suffering of the exile. On one hand, there was great growth, while on the other hand, there was exile and suffering. And God, while they were suffering, Batsar, Pikaducha, they remembered you. Tsakun Lachash, they were whispering anguished prayers. Musar Chalamo, that was their response to your rebuke and punishment, was to cry out to you, God. When they cried out to you, God, they were, the pain that they went through was like a, a pregnant woman who's getting closer and closer towards birth. Imagining a pregnant woman who at least has the hope in her mind that at the end of this process, it will be over and there will be something beautiful, a child. She was in pain and writhing and screaming in the pains of her labor. This is how we were before you, God, going through that suffering and always crying out to you. We became pregnant. We had all this pain. But then it was as if we gave birth to wind, to nothing. So while a pregnant woman looks forward to a wonderful result, at least in the end, she has something throughout all these years of exile. And here Yeshayahu is feeling the sadness of the people that pray and pray, feel the pain, but don't see the salvation. Ruach, Yeshuot Balna Eretz. This great victory and deliverance we don't see happen on, on earth. We don't see all of those enemies that surround us that have been causing all the suffering. We don't see them fall. Yishayahu now returns to prayer again. Let your dead God, the dead of the Jewish people, let it arise. My, now here's Yishayahu speaking on behalf of the Jewish people. My my corpse, my body, right? Bring it up, wake it up. God, wake up and bring out into song all of those that are that are sleeping in the dirt, lying in the dirt. Kital orotalacha, your do, the the bounty that comes from you, God, is one of light. 
the Eretz Rifoim Tapil. And go ahead, and those that are buried, those that the evil, the evil people that are buried, make them fall, leave them under. While you wake up the Jewish people, bring them back, those people that have been faithful and those people that have caused them so much suffering, just keep them buried. Lech, and then here's God's response. God hears this prayer finally, and hears this exasperation and this exhaustion. Lech ami, go, my nation, bo b'chadorecha, go into your rooms, usigor deloscha badecha, and close the door behind you. Chavi kimat rega ad yavor Just wait a few minutes and let the anger pass. This is reminiscent of what God told the people of Israel in Egypt. Go into your homes, be with your families, and wait while I do the destruction outside. Because God is going to come out of his place. To bring the sin of those that dwell among the land, those that made you suffer, to have them suffer for their sins. And everything, all of the sins that were buried underneath, everything that was being hidden by the authorities and the and the oppressors, all of their sins and bad deeds, the literally the the, the buried victims, the the ground will reveal it. They will no longer be able to hide it. The ground and the earth will no longer cover up on those over those that were killed by the evil uh, oppressors and nations and leaders. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Looking forward to studying chapter 27 together.